Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. How you doing? I am glad that you're here with me today. Today it's about heart condition, the significance of the heart. Your heart matters. The human heart weighs less than a pound. It beats a hundred thousand times a day and over 2.5 billion times in the average of a lifespan or lifetime. Now, your system of blood vessels arteries, veins, and collaborators is over 60,000 miles long, enough to go around the world more than twice. The human heart is incredible. It's amazing. God put all of this together. If your heart stops beating, your body will simply cease to work. Now, heart disease is the leading cause of death for men, women, and people of most racial and ethnic groups in the United States, according to CDC. One person dies every 37 seconds in the United States from cardiovascular disease. About 647,000 Americans die from heart disease each year. Now that's one in every four death. We do have a serious heart condition problem. We do have a serious problem in the heart, biologically. Now I wanna talk about, because this platform that I am speaking from, I'm here to help you to find spiritual solutions to real problems. I just spoke about the heart that pumps blood throughout your body. Now, Jesus talked greatly about the heart. The heart is an example for the inner life. When Jesus spoke of the heart, it means the seat of who you are from the inside out our spiritual, emotional, and physical life. The heart is the center of the complete inner life as it relates to thinking, feeling, and choosing. One scripture tells us in Proverbs 23 and 7, part of that scripture, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So God focuses primarily concerning your heart. That's his focus. His plans are for you to have a healthy heart. He said to Samuel, because this is what he said, the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, God sees you from the inside out. That's in 1 Samuel 16. A lot of times we look outside in, 
but God sees you inside out. Whatever you do, do it from your heart. Now, I'm going to say that again. Whatever you do, do it from a heart that's right with God. And we have so many people, so many scenarios, so many situations in our world today, especially as it relates to the COVID-19, as it relates to relationships near and far, from the top to the bottom, from the house to the state, to the country, to the Senate, to, to every nuance of life, people have a heart condition. And they don't know the condition of their heart until they open their mouth or they put a pen to paper or pencil to paper or they look at you or they work with you or they're in your neighborhood or they're in your family tree. Either way, people really don't know the condition of their heart. Most people don't know what they're going to do until they're being tested. See, the test shows you something. The test doesn't change God, but the test may change you. How do you know what's in your heart? Do you really know what is in your heart? Do you know the attitudes of your heart? Do you really? I want to talk about that to help you to get some better understanding. See, your focus should not be outward, but inward, the heart. This is what Mark says, Mark 12. Then he said to them in his teaching, beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplace, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feast, who devour widows, houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. That's Mark chapter 12. Now, it's important for us to understand the heart, who we are from the inside out. You can get to know yourself, believe me, but you got to know God for yourself. Someone said, I don't have a short temper. I just have a low tolerance for hypocrites and drama. I like that statement for sure. They said, I don't have a short temper. <laughs> I just have a low tolerance for hypocrites and drama. I don't think anybody loves drama or hypocrites, no matter what part of society they are in or what part you're in. Hypocrisy is always a dangerous way of living. It is an incredible temptation to be concerned about power, money, titles, position. We must be careful about praying prayers just to show off. Jesus criticizes the religious leaders of his day because they don't have the right motives in their heart. They didn't have the right motives. Now, they are far more concerned about how they look outwardly than who they are in their own heart. Leaders and others will parade around like a peacock, 
That's kind of how I put it. In public, basking in high-profile positions, sitting at the head table at most functions, a community function, a church function, wherever it may be, a work function, they exploit the weak and the less fortunate. The longer their prayers, that's what that principle said, the longer their prayers, the worse they get. The greater condemnation, the worse they're going to get because it's all about them. See, God is not concerned with the person's position in life, but more so where they are in their own heart. Man, look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. It reminds me when he picked David as a young boy and anointed him through the prophet Samuel. And David became to be known as the greatest king Israel ever had, also known as a man after God's own heart. Now, here's some wisdom from God, okay? We got to know <laughs> there are so many pretenders and not amenders. Now, this is what I said. I'm going to get to the wisdom from God in a minute. There are so many pretenders, not amenders. A-M-E-N-D-E-R-S. That's what came to me. Amenders are those that help to modify, alter, change wrongs in society, etc., etc. People need to call on God to help and show them how not to focus on self, but on really helping someone else. Now, I said really helping someone else because a lot of times people have hidden agendas. It is hidden beneath the surface and you can't see it until later on. So we got to realize that here's some wisdom from God. The human heart, this is in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows it and how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Now, that's kind of paraphrasing Jeremiah 17 and 9 and 10. But I want you to understand God knows the human heart. God knows your spiritual condition. God knows your biological condition. Know that because you cannot fool God, but you can fool people. I can fool a person, but I know I cannot fool God because defilement comes from within. Problems comes from within. Now, someone said, I'm very cautious of people whose actions don't match their words. This is what Matthew 15 spoke. Verse 8. The people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. My goodness. The principle in the Bible is so relevant 
to today and it will be relevant tomorrow, 30 years, 100 years from now. That's how up to date the Bible is. People draw with their mouth, but their heart doesn't match their mouth. Their worship was worthless because they were giving higher priority to the traditions of men than to the word of God. And it's important for us to understand that, how important it is to give priority to the worship of God from the inside out, not outwardly, but inwardly. They drew near to him with their mouth, but think about it. And they honor me with their lips. That's what the principle tells us. But their heart was not in it. They, they had bad motives. Their worship was worthless. So many people today are focusing on traditions of situations and systemic issues and things that are in place that need to change. Any system that depresses an individual, I don't care what system it is, the state, the city, the government, the federal, the country, or around the world, no matter what it is or who started it, it needs to change. If we say, or if you say you love God, or I say it should show. If we honor God with our mouth, we should honor him with our heart and how we live. But again, that's traditions. So this is what was taking place here in this particular principle. Matter of fact, Jesus said it. Now you must know that defilement comes from within. And we just gave you a couple of verses in Matthew talks about that. 15 verses 8 and 9. Now here's what's come from the heart. Here is what comes from the heart. Verses 18 and 19, the Gospel of Matthew. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. They defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, fornicators, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, and so on and so on. So we must recognize these are the things that come from the heart. Now, the heart is not the organ here that pumps blood. I've already addressed that. But the corrupt source of human motives and desires, this part of man's moral nature manifests itself by impure thoughts, then by depraved or depraved words, then by evil acts. It goes on and on and on because these are the things that comes from an unregenerated heart or a selfish heart. Now, some of the things that defile a man, we just spoke about it, as we know, are evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, all of those things. The Greek word includes slander of others. We are definitely having slander in our society, of other people, other cultures, a man slandering another man, a woman slandering a man, a man slandering a woman. Either way, there are a lot of blame game or just assassinating someone's character and they don't even know the individual. Their inner lives were polluted. They majored in minors 
and overlook the matters of real importance, which is the heart of people and even their own heart. So it's important as we go forward to know what comes from the heart. What we see manifested in our society today, yesterday, and the day before, and the future is evil that comes from the heart. Corrupt. These are the things that people don't deal with, and this is the real problem in our society. It's a spiritual problem, it's a moral problem, and it's a civic problem, for sure. So we got to do our civic duty. We got to vote. We got to pay taxes. We have to do those things that are needed. And I'm so glad that we have an opportunity to do all those things. But the moral compass, the spiritual compass is messed up. It's not in the right place. How can the heart be fixed? Let's talk about that briefly for a second. How can the heart be fixed? Now, the heart can be fixed. The heart can be changed. The heart can be worked on. First of all, you must recognize you need to get your heart right. <laughs> People must recognize they must get their heart right with God. A lot of times we're trying to get our heart right with a fellow man, a fellow woman. Without a doubt, those things are important to do. But the bigger problem is with God. People today are running from God. They're not running to God. Yes, we do have on our currency in God we trust, but do we really trust in God? I don't think we really do. If we did, some of the things that are manifesting in our society would not be so evident. So we have to get our heart right with God. This is what the awareness scripture tells us, and I want us to really understand it, hopefully, as you're listening to this thought today on understanding the heart's problem or the matters of the heart. Romans 3, 23 tells us, as we read it, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, it didn't say a certain ethnic group. It didn't say how much money you make or not, or what position you have in society, it says all. That means everybody. In the United States currently today, I think it's about 350 million people, maybe closer to 400 million people. So that means all of those 350 plus have sinned. Whether you recognize it or not, it is the truth. So we have to get our heart right with God. Why is that? Because here's another awareness principle in Romans 6. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So sin has a penalty. The wages of sin pays death. That's the consequences of sin. All right. That means wrongdoing against your fellow man, wrongdoing against God, actually is wrongdoing against God primarily, but then we don't recognize him as God. We run from God. We don't have peace with God. We don't have the peace of God. So we try to get peace any which way we can by hurting our fellow man, by not treating people as they should be treated. We use our power and our possessions 
We use influences, just other things because it's a selfish motive. So we have to get our heart right with God. That's the first thing in order to get your heart fixed. Everybody does. I do. You do. All of God's creations should get their heart right with him. Here's what David said in Psalms 51 verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David messed up. He committed adultery. He murdered. He did horrific things as an anointed man. But one thing David knew to do is to get his heart right with God. He asked God to forgive him, to cleanse his heart, to renew a right spirit, a right attitude, a right heart. We got to have a right heart. We got to have that awareness when we mess up, own up to it. Take responsibility for our own messes, not shift them to somebody else. Here's another principle, John 3.16. I think most people know this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life, actually, eternal life. So we got to recognize that God loves you and he gave the ultimate price for you and I. As you believe in your heart, I'm talking about really believe, not just mental assent to it, not just mentally, but really deep down in your heart, your soul. Believe him and what he stands for. Know that. Because another principle said, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. You know why? Because confession brings salvation. Beliefs is important because you believe with your heart. It says with your mouth, you confess salvation with your heart, you believe. So my point is this. I believe that's in Romans 10. You have to recognize you need to get your heart right with God. Sometimes you can't see it because you're in it and somebody else outside can see where you are. So that's why we need people to help us to be accountable for our actions. How can we get our heart fixed? Okay, a second point is this. Yield your heart to God. And I just talked about that, about Romans 10, 9 and 10 and 11. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, verse 11, whoever believes on him, will not be put to shame. There's so many people are shamed to confess Jesus. Spirituality and morality, that is not evident in our society. But a lot of other selfish, fleshly things or, or hidden agendas, those are really the things that we see. But people are ashamed to yield their heart to God. So you have to do that in order for life to change we got to give our heart to God because God is the God that can help us to change. God never changes, but he expects us to change. Find out, here's another point, find out what the Bible has to say about living life. God gave 
gave us life. And the principle tells us that Jesus came that we can have life and have life more abundantly. But the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So in order for us to understand life and how to live it the right way, you know what this principle tells us to do or the Bible? It tells us to love one another because love is from God. God first loved us, so that's why we love him. And if you really love God, you will love somebody else, not hate them, not tolerate them, but celebrate them, celebrate differences, celebrate other people, man celebrating a woman, a woman celebrating a man, despite of their background, despite of their ethnicity, despite of how much money they make, who they know, what side of the tracks they came from, the east side, the west side, the north side, the south side, it doesn't make a difference. We are all God's creation. We have to love other people and love them the right way, God's way. Because love is from God because God is love. So love is unconditional. It's how you look at a person. What you give out, it will come back to you. Because the Bible tells us whatever we sow, that is what we will reap. Here's another thing. It talks about, the Bible talks about peace and justice, how that should be demonstrated in our society, in every nuance of society, in the home, at work, uh, no matter where you are, you got to have peace with God in order to have peace in your heart. Have peace, tranquility, and show peace to somebody else. Don't create confusion. Be a peacemaker. Matter of fact, the principle tells us, bless are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. God wants us to be at peace with one another. And I believe you can do that. I believe here are some things that I have given you to help you to understand the heart condition of mankind. The significance of the heart are important. We have a physical heart, but we also have a spiritual heart. And we should live from that spiritual compass, morality, and all of the civic issues and family issues and, and all of the things that we're discussing in our society, at work, at home, it would just work itself out because we have the right motor and we're serving God and we're trying to live life God's way. I know it's not easy. It is difficult at times because it's not easy to treat people right. For some reason, it's not. But you have to understand it is important to treat people how you would want to be treated. And I guarantee you, your heart does matter to God. Just like your heart matters, someone else's heart matters too. And their life matters. Their children's lives matter. Society is important. And I'm so thankful to be a part of the United States of America. I am. So I want you to know today that your heart does matter. If you could do me a favor and like and follow this platform so I can give you more valuable content that can help you. Now, I would love you to leave a comment or say something, or give me some suggestions on what I can do to help you better your life 
spiritually, relationally, financially, emotionally, or even physically. Anything you're going through in life, I have helped so many people, but give me a chance to be able to help you get better. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.